0: The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 412. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of Matthew with Chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We start chapter 4 with Jesus going out in the wilderness to be tempted. Remember chapter 3 ended with Jesus is baptized by John in the Jordan River and a voice comes from heaven and says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And that will be tested here in chapter 4. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. So Jesus is tempted. Jesus is intentionally tempted. We should not gloss over the fact that Jesus is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. That's a hard thing to hear because I don't like temptation. Probably one of the reasons I don't like it is I don't always pass. If I had a better grade point average, I may not mind temptation as much. But sometimes God allows us to be tempted. Sometimes God allows us to be in situations that are tempting. And I don't know about you, but I don't mean like sometimes as in once a year, but in more often than that, on a daily basis, there are temptations. They will be different for each of us. But God knows our weaknesses, as does, apparently, the devil. And so, Jesus is in the wilderness, and he's out in this desert portion of Israel. And this is a very barren place. And he's there for 40 days and 40 nights. And 40 is an interesting number there, because 40 can mean a long time. But also, of course, it corresponds to the number of years that the children of Israel spent in Sinai. Jesus is in some ways going through his own Sinai experience. He's going through his own experience in the wilderness. Now, the difference is obviously that it's the unfaithfulness of the people of Israel that put them in the wilderness, and it is the faithfulness of Jesus that puts him in the wilderness. But he's out there, and I love the understatement that Matthew has. He's there for 40 days and 40 nights without food, and he's hungry. Yeah, you think? And at that point, at his weakness— the devil comes and says, if you are the Son of God, command these stones and turn them into bread. Now, there is, as far as I know, nothing wrong with Jesus turning stones into bread. So that's the interesting part of this temptation is it is temptation, but it is not temptation to do something wrong per se. If the next day after Jesus was out of the wilderness, he got hungry and turned stones into bread, okay. We don't know what he did when he was feeding 5,000. I don't think he turned stones into bread, but I think he turned bread into more bread. But that was okay. So, what's the problem in this situation? What is the lie that Satan is working on? What is he trying to do? And it's helpful for us to understand that Satan's motivations are to get between us and God. Basically, Satan allowed his own pride to cause him to be cast out of heaven because he considered himself an equal with God, and now he wants to pull us down too. And so the first thing he attacks is he attacks that certainty that Jesus had that was just reiterated by the Father in this voice that comes from the clouds, you are my son, and says, if you are the son of God, if you really are Who you think you are. God and the devil have two different ideas of who they would like us to understand ourselves to be. God desires that we understand that we are a child of God loved by Him. And Satan, wherever possible, wants to put doubt into that thought. Satan wants us to think of ourselves as anything else. Than a child of God loved by him. And so that is where he attacks first. You know, you're out here in the wilderness, you're hungry. You can do something about that. You know, maybe he doesn't really love you that much that he left you out here in the wilderness. But also, you know, why don't you prove who you are? If you're the son of God, why don't you turn these stones into bread? It's interesting. Jesus' response is a little sideways to the devil's temptation in the sense that he says man doesn't live by bread alone, which is true, but it doesn't mean that he's less hungry. It doesn't mean that he is less tempted. I think what he's saying is, I could do that But right now, what's more important is that I be faithful to God who has brought me out here for a time of testing. It is more important that I concern myself with the word of God, with what he wants for me, than it is that I eat right now. And so Satan steps up his offer. He says, you know, Here's another way you could prove that you are God's son. Takes him to the temple and says, throw yourself down because you know it is written that he will command his angels concerning you, lest your foot strike against a stone. Now, one of the reasons that we study the Bible is that it gives us an understanding of what God wants, but we should understand also that Satan has had some time And he understands the Bible as well. He does not use it as God desires that we use it to understand the will and purpose of God. He uses it as a weapon against us. And that's what he's doing here. I was in a discussion recently, a theological discussion with some friends. And I find that there are places in the Bible that, having spent some time studying it, I find it very clear. But I think that one of the things I hear is people act as if the Bible were or believe that the Bible is difficult to understand. And there's certainly those passages that I wrestle with. We've talked about them on this show. But if we read the whole thing, if you read it again, if you spend some time in it, the overall themes of Scripture, I think, are pretty darn clear. And I think that it behooves us to understand not just this verse and that verse, as Satan is using here, but the warp and the weave of it, the thing that God is trying to get across. And Jesus understands that, and he says, yes, but it also says don't put God to the test. Showing off just to prove that I'm God's son, which I don't have to bring that into question because I believe that, I understand that to be true, is not important. And I also know that what you're asking me to do is wrong. What you're asking me to do is against the will and plan of God. We're told not to put God to the test. And the church has struggled with where that line is. The New Testament says that you'll pick up poisonous snakes and you won't die. And we see that happen to the Apostle Paul as he's going to Rome, and he picks up some wood, and there's an adder, and it strikes him, and he brushes it off. And that's great. But then there also have been cults that try and handle snakes to prove that they are God's children. And I think that crosses this line. Don't put your Lord, your God, to the test. It's one thing to do a trust walk, but we don't say, I believe that God will guide me, therefore I'm going to drive blindfolded that's just stupid. That's just putting God to the test when it is needless. And that's what Jesus says, is I could jump off the temple here, but that's not what we do. That's not what God desires. And so he ratches it up, the temptation, even more. And he says, takes them to a mountain and shows them all the kingdom of the world and all their splendor. I love the word splendor in here. There are things that are attractive about all the different kingdoms out there. And he says, I will give you this. If you bow down and worship me. Now we've taken the gloves off, we've opened the kimono, we hear plain and simple this is what I want. I want your worship, Jesus. And you know that I have these kingdoms to give, that I am the prince of this world, that they have given over their allegiance to me when they turned their back on you in the garden. And I'll give them back. All you have to do is worship me. Doesn't that sound like a deal? I don't know what plan your father has in mind certainly if he knew that the Father's plan was for Jesus to die, he would have thrown that in Jesus' face at this point and said, that's a stupid plan. I got a better one. All you have to do is worship me. And Jesus says, get away, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The highest of all the commandments, the one we should never, ever forget the one the children of Israel had so much problem with, said, I'm not going to do what you did that caused you to get kicked out of heaven. You need to understand that nothing is deserving of my worship except God, except the Father, and I will serve him only. And that's the line that God desires for us to take as well to spend time in the scripture to understand what he desires and to live obediently to that. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. I pray that you and I this week would find the strength and the wisdom and the opportunity and the habits and the knowledge of scripture to resist the lies of the devil. If you have any questions, send an email to host at the dot com or better yet leave a comment on this episode at the dot com You can follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram at Chris whoax and as always, thanks so much for listening.